Amen. I want to talk to you today about faith to forgive yourself. For a long while now, I've been uh, in a really dry place spiritually, uh, having a hard time reading the Word. Uh, when I try and pick up my Bible and read the Word, it's like reading Greek and Hebrew. <laughs> And I don't know Greek and Hebrew. Uh, when I try and pray, it's like heaven was on mute. <laughs> and I could pray for other people, but when it came to praying for myself, it just was flat. It's like I couldn't hear from God. My worship was flat, and worship means a lot to me. Worship has gotten me through a lot of hard times in my life. And I finally came to the point that I just couldn't stand it anymore. I went to Todd a couple of weeks ago and asked for prayer, and, uh, and we talked a little bit about how, you know, everybody goes through dry seasons in your spiritual life. And we talked about how you just have to push through. You have to, you know, keep going and find prayer partners that will stand in the gap with you, who will, you know, put their faith with yours that, you know, this, this season will pass. And, uh, and we prayed together. And, you know, the next day I... You know, was you know, I tried. You know, I'm going to push through this. I'm gonna, I'm going to do it. And I, uh, I put in my worship music, and I began to, you know, worship God. And then I just broke down. I just began, you know, crying, crying out to God. And you know, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I can't live in this place. And uh, He began to show me that, you know, I was carrying this burden. And uh, he said, you've got to lay it down. And uh, he showed me that there was this area in my life that, you know, most of you who know me know that, you know, I battle with mental illness and uh, that doesn't necessarily make for the best mom. And... Uh, I really struggle with the effect that's had on my son. And uh, I could bring other things to God and receive forgiveness, but when it came to this area, I would repent every day. I would confess, you know, the sins. But I would lay them down before him. But when I turned around, I, I just picked it up again. I couldn't, I couldn't leave it at the cross. But when I cried out to God this time, I was like, God, I just can't carry this weight anymore. 
I just can't do it. And he whispered to my spirit said, I didn't mean for you to carry this weight. You've got to lay it down. And for the first time, I was able to leave it at his feet. And I opened my Bible and I began to read in Matthew. And it's like for the first time in a really long time, things began to make sense. And I got to Matthew chapter 9. And by the way, we don't have scriptures up here today. We've got them on your papers. So if you want to read along. Matthew chapter 9, verses 1 through 8. Jesus getting into a boat, crossed to the other side, and came to his own town, Capernaum. And behold, they brought to him a man paralyzed and prostrated by illness, lying on a sleeping pad. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, Take courage, son. Your sins are forgiven and the penalty remitted. And behold, some of the scribes said to themselves, This man blasphemes. He claims the rights and prerogatives of God. But Jesus, knowing and seeing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil and harbor malice in your hearts? For which is easier, to say your sins are forgiven and the penalty remitted, or to say, get up and walk? But in order that you might know the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins and remit the penalty, he then says to the man, get up, pick up your sleeping mat and go to your own house. And he got up and he went away to his own house. When the crowd saw it, they were struck with fear and awe. And they recognized God and praised and thanked him who had given such power and authority to men. Most of the time when we see in scriptures Jesus healing somebody, first we see Jesus say, according to your faith, be it done to you. And what stuck out to me was Jesus didn't immediately heal the man. He forgave his sins. What he had faith for, what they had faith for, was for his sins to be forgiven. It takes faith for our sins to be forgiven. It's like the act of salvation. When we get saved, we have to have faith that God is who He says He is and He will do what He says He will do. Salvation is not a one-time process. Salvation is an everyday, ongoing thing. We have to continue to believe every day that when we confess our sins, that they're forgiven. That there's nothing too bad that God won't forgive. What is faith? According to Hebrews 11, chapter 1, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. A great example, Abraham was considered the father of our faith. God gave Abraham a promise. He said, I'm going to make you the father of many nations. 
though Abraham and Sarah were of old age, Sarah was barren. That's not exactly something you expect to hear. But instead of scoffing, instead of laughing and saying that'll never be, Abraham, according to Romans 4, 20 and 21, no unbelief or distrust made him waver or doubtingly question concerning the promise of God. But he grew strong and was empowered by faith as he gave praise and glory to God. Fully satisfied and assured that God was able and mighty to keep his word and to do what he had promised. We have to believe that God is good. That he is who he says he is and he will do what he said he would do. I had faith to believe that other people's sin would be forgiven. But I couldn't believe that God would forgive mine. Because mine were so much worse than everybody else's. My, my spiritual life was suffering because this weight that I was carrying... If I continued to go this way, my heart would become harder than it was all already was, and I would begin to be more distant, more distant, and more distant from God, eventually becoming so cold and that I wouldn't be able to hear from God about anything. But God promises according to 1 John 1 and 9, if we freely admit that we have sinned and confess our sins, He is faithful and just, true to His own nature and promises, and will forgive our sins, dismiss our lawlessness, and continuously cleanse us from all unrighteousness, everything not in conformity to His will and purpose, thought and action. When I finally came to the end of myself and cried out to God, I finally found peace. And with mental illness, the one thing I searched and craved for most in my life was peace. Romans 5.1 Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. That's a promise. When we allow unforgiveness to build up in our heart, it becomes a heavy burden. That burden keeps us from having the peace that God has promised. We weren't created by God to carry the heavy burden of sin. Why? Because when God created Adam and Eve, He didn't create them to know what sin was. They made a choice to eat of the fruit of the, the knowledge of good and evil. When they made that choice, that's when they discovered what the burden of sin was. Isaiah 53, 3-5 He was despised and rejected and forsaken by men, a man of sorrows and pains and acquainted with grief and sickness. And like one from whom man hid their faces, he was despised, and we did not appreciate his worth or have any esteem for him. Surely he has borne our griefs, sicknesses, weaknesses, and distresses, and carried our sorrows and pains of punishment. 
Yet we ignorantly considered him stricken, smitten, and afflicted by God as if with leprosy. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities. The chastisement needed needful for obtaining peace and well-being for us was upon him. And with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. Jesus paid the price, the sin debt, for us. Not only did he take our sins on the cross, he took the guilt, he took the shame for our sin to give us peace. Isaiah 53:11 He shall see the fruit of the travail of his soul and be satisfied by his knowledge of himself which he possesses and imparts to others shall my uncompromisingly righteous one my servant justify many and make many righteous upright and in right standing with God for he shall bear their iniquities and their guilt with the consequences says the Lord he took my guilt he took my shame when he took that sin on the cross, when he took it to hell, now the guilt and the shame is gone. When I confess my sin, that guilt and that shame is gone. For me to carry that burden, for me to refuse to give it to Jesus, for me to say that mine is so bad, that it can't be forgiven is a slap in the face to Jesus to say that his sacrifice wasn't good enough. God has called us to walk in forgiveness daily, whether it's unforgiveness towards somebody who's done something to me or whether it's unforgiveness towards myself. Now, like Paul, in Romans 8, chapter 3, Chapter 8, 38 through 39, I am fully persuaded beyond doubt, I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor principalities, nor things impending and threatening, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Paul said, in Romans, 8, in Romans 4, 7 through 8. Blessed and happy and to be envied are those whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered up and completely buried. Blessed and happy and to be envied is the person whose sin the Lord will take no account nor reckon it against him. We can't be blessed and happy and envied if we're carrying the weight of sin. If you feel yourself drifting further and further away, do a heart check. Ask him to show you if there's an area of sin or unforgiveness that has taken root in your heart. Whether it's unforgiveness against somebody that's done something to you or whether it's unforgiveness towards yourself. Jesus says to you today in Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, 
For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. How is his yoke easy? Because he left sin in the grave. He carries no burdens. Let our hearts cry be. Psalm 51.10 Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right, persevering, and steadfast spirit within me. Finally, if a sin has become a stronghold or unforgiveness has taken deep root down in your heart, James 5.16 Confess to one another, therefore, your faults, your slips, your false steps, your offenses, and your sins, and pray also for one another that you may be healed and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. We don't have to confess to somebody else every time we sin, but if there's something that has become a stronghold in our lives, something that we just can't seem to get away from, something we can't break, then there are times where God will call us to repent, confess that sin to somebody else that we trust, that we know spiritually, will help hold us accountable, who will be there and stand in the gap with us. I urge you today, if you're carrying a heavy burden, check your heart. Ask God to do a heart check with you. If you're here today and you want prayer, if there's something that's holding you back, if you're just not where you need to be spiritually, there are people here who want to pray with you, who want to help you to release those heavy burdens that are weighing you down, whether it be a sin that's become a stronghold, whether it's become too much for you to carry, whether it's just that you've begun to just drift away spiritually. There's, there's, you know, just life's happening and you just, you just hadn't had time and you find that, you know, you just hadn't had time to have daily time with the Lord like you want to. Find your way back. Liz is going to play a 
song for us for a few minutes and I'll be over at the carpet if anybody needs prayer. Jim's back there if you want to grab Jim. Don't leave today carrying a burden that you weren't meant to carry. Father, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would speak to our hearts. And if there's something that we need to get rid of today, I pray that you would reveal it to us. I pray that we would all be able to have the peace that you so long for for us. Stay. 